hearing this? Anybody hear that? How can we possibly have the slightest idea what to expect? Well, we're back. Hold on to your butts. Welcome to the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic, including the movies, TV shows, music, toys, and more. In episode 371, we complete our multi-part deep dive into John Williams' score for The Lost World, Jurassic Park. As always, Caleb Burnett is back once again to help me discuss uh, a few raptor sequences in this portion of the film. We uh, we also kind of try to put the puzzle back together as far as where some of these cues belong, whether they were missing from the film or on the score or not on the score or pieces were kind of chopped up and put in different places. It was kind of a mess when you actually look at uh, how this score was assembled in the film. So I hope you enjoyed that part. And then we kind of wrap things up with the, the last parts of this score and talk also about the legacy of this score and how things kind of uh, grew from there. So we really hope you dig this one because uh, it, they're always some of our favorites, these music episodes. And uh, as always, when we get to the end, it's a little bittersweet as we wrap things up. But uh, this is such a great portion of the score. So hang on. It's going to be a good one. And of course, while you're listening to this episode, you can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, threads, TikTok, and of course, YouTube to continue the conversation from this episode. And as always, please check out our weekly live streams on YouTube discussing all of the latest Jurassic news from around the world Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. EST each and every week, except for this week. Uh, It's Valentine's Day, so no stream this week. But uh, any other week, stay tuned. (laughs) And uh, do stay tuned to actually hear what we're going to be discussing uh, on the next episode. We're throwing around some ideas and probably going to land on talking about whatever this upcoming next film is going to be. So stick around for that next week. And, uh, And that's about it for the intro here. So please join us as we complete our deep dive into John Williams' incredible score for The Lost World, Jurassic Park. As long as it gives us more score, you might as well. Um, so that is, yeah, that's the long grass. And um, that brings us to finding Camp Jurassic. Uh, oh, don't play it from the original score. Oh. Let's, let's keep going from yeah. the uh, the other one. So here. Oh, I love this so much. That worker village, it's... like that camp scene. It's just like so misty and foggy and you don't really know what kind of setting you're walking into 
Yeah, got, and it's Ian's, almost like all these weird noises are coming from the place. Yeah. Get a little variation on like a Jurassic Park theme in there, kind of. Yeah. This music is just like I it it sounds like cliche and simple to say so, but it's just per it's just perfect for uh -huh. what's going on. Exactly. It's, what I like is this this drum, this beat. It came out of yeah. nowhere, kind of. We're used to hearing this beat, but it was this mysterious music. But then they set this bass layer because they're going to introduce this theme here. You can hear that Dra Jurassic, yeah, Park, Jurassic theme. Park theme. That's when the mural showed Woodwinds up. Woodwinds and strings are just, like, so mysterious and spooky and, you know, abandoned building by this nefar nefarious company and... The, the little rattling as if like it's just texture like you were saying like it's yeah. the, the sounds of the building like I heard like um like a shaker just lo loosely pouring in one of the in the previous scene and it's like that just sounds like kind of like Nick stepping on leaves or something like it <laughs> yeah I love that music right there with like the electric panel because it's almost mm. like buzzing like it's electric yeah. Those drums continuing. Yeah, and this was actually on the original score. It was also Finding Camp Jurassic. Mm. So, great track. Great track. I like that one yeah. a lot. It, it it sets a tone, and, you know, yes, it sounds kind of similar to a lot of the other stuff, but it uh, adds in that JP theme and kind of switches it up every now and then. It's it's nice. Yeah. Um, and it keeps the pace and the pulse pounding of that scene. So Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I like that the drums just come in and feels kind of like... You know, we didn't need it, but then it just layers the uh, texture there for the the theme to actually have some structure. So I like that. Um, but then the raptors appear, and we get some, you know, similar music, but then some different music. It gets pretty crazy here. Yeah, this is another one of my, like, all-time favorite film cues. Yep. This also same from the original score. I love this music because get... this is Ian, like, walking around, and he's like, Nick! Nick, Nick Van, Van Owen. <laughs> um, now we get that four-note Lost World motif at the beginning a little bit in the low brass, and we've got there it is. Yep, there it is again. Got the woodwinds sort of shrieking around and moaning a little bit, <laughs> like 
sort of it, it all just feels very wild yeah so wait for it <laughs> there it is <laughs> man right those up. horn rips ah, so good this is the cue I was referring to earlier as uh, the dance of the raptor mm. <laughs> Again, we're, this, I mean, this we're is building off rescuing of most, Sarah. Oh, 100%. And, like, this is some of the most pulse-pounding, relentless music you will hear in any movie. It's, it's incredible. It just is nonstop. The brass just makes it so exciting and engrossing. Like you're, yeah. they're dodging raptors and trying to get away from raptors while this music is happening. It's it's wild. What I like is there's um some percussion like on my right side that it sounds like they're you know playing it with a stick and hitting the, the tom or something and then kind of dampening it and then letting go. It's like warping the sound of the tom and I like that. Yeah. Just a chorus of percussion, the brass stabbing oh. in the top. And... I love these hits with the bass drum. That four note. Okay. These hits, man. Mm -hmm. Like, massive. These, like, moans and, like, these uh -huh. groans right there, they're so animalistic and unsettling. Again with the Compy Woodlands. Sounds like a begging puppy or something like that. <laughs> Please stay on East Lasorno, we never get any food. <laughs> it's like a whole pen of like, you know, just puppies just surrounding you. Never thought you'd get that analysis about John Williams. Yeah. Would you? Uh, <laughs> Just but that, like, your heart is racing during that yeah. music every time. Yeah, and I love that, um, you know, we, we actually didn't bring it up. You know, we brought up the Lost World theme because that's used relentlessly throughout the movie and not necessarily on the scores, per se, but throughout the movie. And then, obviously, the island's voice, which you heard in there. But... I feel like we should have recognized rescuing Sarah as like a theme because that has showed up almost just as much as some of the others too. So it just kind of keeps weaving its way in a little bit differently every time, whether it's a T-Rex attack or another T-Rex attack yeah. or the Raptor attack. There's, there's different versions of it and different kind of, you know, layers that they put on top of it to make it sound just a little bit different and uh, unique. Yeah. I, that's, that's a, 
really good point and really interesting that you point that out because like i don't know when when you go through this movie and this score and you're like classifying themes and when they come in and stuff like you're definitely onto something when you like that i don't know there's sort of a brass pattern and a style that signifies that rescuing sarah cue and it does come in in like at least two or three other places so like that's interesting i like and like in analysis like classifying that as as a as a theme or a thing like that would be interesting to see like where how it stacks up with the other stuff too i want to see like a movie or a short film where you know sarah gets invited to her parents for dinner and ian has to come rescue her from that interaction because then she says something like that in the middle like i didn't need you to rescue me from this i needed you to rescue me when I, you know something or other or you know whatever the whatever the line was i want to hear this music that you, under that scene <laughs> i love that you showed up here on a white horse i really do i just need you to show up in a cab every once in a while too. um yeah like because this yeah, no, movie I, is... I think it's definitely like a a a specific emotion and style that's associated with that that they're going for. So, yeah, and like in Ian's head, this is all about rescuing Sarah. Like this whole movie is about rescuing yeah. Sarah to him. Absolutely, you know, like that's yeah. that's his Absolutely. whole reason of going here. Um, and it transforms, and he's you know he's rescuing the rest of his friends too. But like it's it's all about her and and his daughter. So. Um, but, uh, we, speaking of them, we're going to head into high bar and ceiling tiles. Yes. Previously unreleased before 2016. One of the greatest scenes in the entire Jurassic franchise. Oh yeah. I love it. I love it. (laughs) It's a great time. And you know, it's interesting because like a lot of this section of the movie the score is split up a lot, but yeah, it all kind of just continues on. You know, like it just keeps going. Yeah, it's just an extension of the last thing we heard, really. Yeah, this is sort of when Ian comes into that building where Sarah and Kelly are, and they're like, "Watch out, over here." <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. It's great, heroic, like, triumphant music for what's happening. Yeah. great little uh sort of sort of ending there little <laughs> accent uh, to the raptor is definitely down but then you thought it was the yeah. ending. <laughs> well it's funny like why i wonder why this is split up in the multiple tracks between the raptor appears and and high bar and ceiling tiles because there's like a cutoff just there why not just continue yeah. it all as one long track
so much great aleatoric writing all over the place. Oh, what a great run. That's cool. I was about to say, that, that brass <laughs> is just like... It's not thematic, it's not anything, but it's like as chaotic as the scene. Yeah, this is the portion of the movie where we get like two minutes of Sarah Harding on her own just being a badass. Yeah. So deep. Uh, yeah. The theme, island's theme. Yeah. The island is fighting back any chance it gets. This whole movie. <laughs> I love the the crescendo and the climax of that four note thing. It's, yeah, it's great. forget exactly where but some of this you don't actually get in the movie yeah at the very end it might just be like this part i forget exactly we'll we'll, we'll listen yeah i yeah, mean definitely not that when we get to the when we get to this part of the movie there you know after sarah escapes like we're straight into the Lost World theme it's, again. Yeah, it's abrupt so. too. Like it, you know. Yeah. So it, it's <laughs> it such is. an interesting portion of the movie because you can tell while watching it that like, I don't know, it didn't seem like this was the plan, and then we're just kind of like rushing into something else because like there was so much very awesomely paced action building, and then just abruptly ends. So I, but I do love it though. I love it so much. Here it is. Oh, um, I I love it too. It's it's so exciting and like action-packed yeah in, in the music as the music is just so rousing and exciting and it's great but it's like it, it <laughs> hits you hard <laughs> yeah and again another iteration of the lost world theme pops in to kind of save the day and end the scene basically here it is and the, this is the film yeah <laughs> Raptors are fighting between each other. Falls like the raptors. And then, bam, bam. It, so, it, it fits her being a badass so well, though. Oh yeah. I love it's. Like, I don't really, it's such an interesting part of the movie because, like, I don't really understand the layout of everything. So, like, yeah. she, like, <laughs> she falls and then rolls and then is, like, in a building or not and then rolls out and then is just right in front of the kind of visitor center-esque place that we get or whatever it is. Um, yeah. And, and then... Like, so much stuff is happening outside of that helicopter's landing. You know, Rex's are getting picked up. There's a lot of stuff happening there. But um, 
yeah, it's wild, and I, it's such an interesting transition there. But it's another one of those pieces that, like, Stephen's like, "Hey, we got to edit in something that really kicks right here." <laughs> yeah, I mean, if like, there's a really interesting to me. There's a really interesting music edit in the Lost World theme in that moment. I don't know if you want to listen to it, but we oh can. yeah, 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 we can go back in there because so, I, I actually was thinking that there was that that was the moment too. Um, so is it the conclusion the of that moment in the lost world, the moment in the lost world theme where it goes, bum, bum, ba-da-da-dum, bum. they cut, they split that in this instance of the theme. And it's just so maybe we can listen for it. It goes, bum, 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 bum. like it does it twice <laughs> and then goes okay. into that part of the theme. So if, right. like you'll notice it now, maybe. <laughs> Sorry, right. I'm gonna. I went back just a little bit. We'll kind of start from her falling off. Yeah. The music that I'm talking about happens when they're like getting in the helicopter. on the ending there too it just yeah just ends ends with a helicopter roaring through the scene so that's <laughs> yeah that is a, a great catch because i remember it actually like if you listen to the way that the track ends they have to end it differently almost every time so that is like yeah it's like oh the scene's a little too long we gotta add in another part of that so let's, <laughs> let's just throw that yeah. let's just repeat that one little part again that's all we need to yeah. make it hit perfectly with the helicopter <laughs> <laughs> that is what that is literally what music editing is man it's mm-hmm. like i have this music this great music how can i like but <laughs> yeah. i have a four minute space i need to fit it in and i only have three and a half minutes of music okay what can i like piece yeah. in to make it work that so, is always one of my most yeah. favorite things to do while editing videos or anything like just to kind of you know trick the ear to thinking that oh wait am i listening to an extended version of this or something but no you're not really it's just yeah. like it just edited it you know it's 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 really cool how they they're able to do that so many times throughout this film for one track and make it sound different every time you know it's it's cool um, yeah absolutely i mean it means means the music great is great if it's that malleable yeah so we actually you know, pounded through those two tracks there. The Raptors appear in high bar. I forget. I don't think I mentioned, but the Raptors appear also has an alternate um, on the latest La La Land, and that one's just like three seconds shorter, and there's some slight differences or whatever. But I, it wasn't enough for me to play another version of it. Um, and high bar and ceiling tiles previously unreleased, so that's another one. It, it's just like constant on this 
you know, La La Land release. Yeah. It's like, whoa, all this stuff previously unreleased, previously unreleased material. It's it's pretty constant. So, or it's like you got to find it somewhere on the original score. It's in there somewhere. Yeah, it's going to be titled completely yeah. different, but uh, you'll find it. Um, and that is uh, the case with this one, which is called Heading North. Yep. Now, this was originally included in part of Malcolm's journey. Yeah. Which is funny because Malcolm's journey, always one of my most favorite tracks, but I was like, wait, this is in Malcolm's journey. <laughs> yeah. Like, especially it's... with the start, I was like, really? Like, Oh, okay. As we get on, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. little hopeful yeah that definitely not hopeful <laughs> no thanks i believe i've spent <laughs> enough time in the company of death Yes, one of the best lines in all of Jurassic. Mm -hmm. But I love how it picks up here. This, oh man. This is a great iteration of the Lost World theme. Mm -hmm. Slower a little bit, and like... Yeah, it's a little bit torn down, less, less instruments involved. love this transition great we're flying over San Diego heading north as they would say Brad why why during this music do we lose Nick Van Owen why is he nowhere <laughs> to be seen after this he's uh I don't know Greenpeace I guess uh, they were calling I'm not really sure I I mean not to get us off on a tangent or anything but like when I watched this movie like again I was like man I wish Nick Owen was in this movie more because I love I Nick, Owen, Nick Van Owen but yeah I know it is you know it is anticlimactic for the character to just kind of disappear and and all but, well, but uh, it, it sort of it sort of makes sense like maybe he's got a warrant out for his arrest because he did something <laughs> to protect Why not? animals or something. I don't know. Oh, I could see it. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. But uh, let's just give a listen to Malcolm's journey, just that transition here. So this is the beginning oh, yeah. of Malcolm's journey. And uh, if we skip ahead quite a bit to uh, somewhere around here. It kind of... I think it skips over some of that real early stuff that we heard mm -hmm. and just gets into this like really like, you know, stringy part. But um, yeah, it, you know, this this works, I think, because it it created that texture for the, the theme and everything and then just kind of transitions into the somber thing. And 
this is all part of his journey because he journeyed to the island and now he's journeying away from the island. So thematically, yeah. this makes sense to tag together because because of that reason. Um, totally. Sometimes I'm like, I don't get it, but this one makes a lot of sense. Uh, but yeah. Rename the Lost World theme to the Malcolm Expedition theme. Yeah, let's do it. I, uh, it's Malcolm's journey. Malcolm traveling. <laughs> it, it was always my favorite track, um, you know, on on the original score. So, got a lot of love for it. But uh, that brings us to Ludlow's speech. And uh, let me uh, stop mm. all these tracks, and then we'll head into Ludlow's speech. Uh, play. Come on, you can do it. I'm using the wrong mouse. I gotta switch to the mouse that actually clicks. <laughs> <laughs> Getting some Lost World four-note motif here. Yep. So, yeah, interesting because we're great. we're not on the island anymore. And nah. it's hinting at the island's voice right there like, uh-oh, the island is fighting back again. The <laughs> island got is more coming in store to for us. You. <laughs> Pretty simple construction some percussion, some low strings, some brass in there. It's like a little marimba or something. Woodwinds, yeah. That too, yeah, marimba. Lots of islands voice. There's almost it feels like different time signatures playing over top of each other there it's like interesting there's some different feel some different feelings going on and overlapping with each other yeah man with what's happening in the scene and what is heading towards them at the dock and like this island theme over and over and over yeah so this this part is all in the movie but yeah o- only about the first 2 minutes of this track yeah. All during Ludlow's speech. That's why it's called Ludlow's speech. Oh, I love you that. See that lost-looking couple over there? Let them see this up close. I think it stops right there and then love it this part is not in the movie yeah very jaws like what's out there yeah at this point in the movie we're hearing the sh- the way the water and the ship approaching yeah. i really want to sync this with the movie yeah Gaining some speed. Yeah. I think this music would fit really well with yeah. the carnage of the ship crashing into the dock. Like, I, it, it's just also great. Silent. This has got to be, it hit that dock, it's crashing everywhere. Yeah. Triangle going crazy. Yeah, rolling symphony. 
Bam. There's a lot. Yeah, that that's really cool. I do want to like sync that eventually with the with the movie because that is one that I I would like to know if it works better with it or or not because I kind of like the silence yeah. of not knowing what's out there, but I do love the anticipation that that track does build for that sequence. You know, with the basically yeah. the jaws like boom, boom, you know, like that kind of thing, and then. Just the the hype of that that moment when everything's crashing around them, I, I think that would be really cool in the film. But um, I'm I'm perfectly fine yeah. with the way it sounds without it because it kind of just adds to the mystery. But totally, way. so much musical uncertainty in this score, especially in that, and it's not in the film. So yeah, um, let me see here. Let me see if I can pull that up real quick. So we've got people looking out. Yeah, you can just hear SS Venture. This is engine. Nothing, just sound. And there's like a lot of crashing. And even in the aftermath, no music, right? So yeah. that's that brings us to the next track, which is actually wrecked ship the wrecked ship. Um another mm -hmm. one that I believe is not in the movie there, but would have accompanied that entire like wreckage scene once they once it's fully crashed and they're kind of checking everything out. Yeah. Four note motif. Just keeps going. Adds more instruments on top. Yeah. That little bit at the right there is in the film a little bit when Ian and Sarah are talking to Ludlow about where yeah, the baby that, is. Um, yep. Yeah. At a secure location. Kind of sounds like Snape a little <laughs> bit, like his, his voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Ludlow is far from Snape. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, it's funny because I feel like some of this music would actually work. It's, but it's like oh my the gosh, choice yeah. they made also worked. Pending doom, just with that pounding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this stuff I believe is all. Oh no, wait, is it in there? I forget. I know it was originally included on um, the Compies Dine, so let's see how that was how that worked out previously. The Compies Dine. So this is this this is the portion that that came as a I don't even remember what part that was from. Just the Compies, maybe I think it was in. 
And then, so we cut across. Let's cut a little bit in after the compies dine to, I think it was around here somewhere. Yeah, this is... Where we start getting that. Yeah, so it's it was originally in there on the original score, so it is very familiar. Yeah. But like, let's see if we're in the movie. How do I look? Just a lot of sound effects all over the place. No music. Still nothing. Yeah, no music. Everybody off the boat! Here we go, there right? Is. There it is. That's those hits we were just listening to. Now you're John yeah, there, Now you're John Hammond. <laughs> uh, I just love I love the way that it's, Ian, Ian comes out of the side of the screen almost like kind of a dinosaur popping into the screen it's so <laughs> I noticed that prominently staged. when I watched this time too I was like a, <laughs> it's a close shot of Ludlow and then Ian just like comes out of the side yeah he does it like so. once or twice in that sequence and I, I love it so much um, <laughs> so that brings us to Monster on the Loose and yes. uh, yeah, this is a good one too. So let's take a listen. Maybe that's part of this actually that we're hearing. There you go. Yeah, there it is. Same the same kind of pickup from from that last part. I love. This is perfect music for a monstrous creature bursting out, like oh yeah, bursting out into the city. Like it's just so uh, intimidating and ominous. I want to put this over like King Kong trouncing around New York, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. That's what we're uh, paralleling here in this movie. Yeah, so this is what we were just seeing with Malcolm and Ludlow, right? Jurassic Park theme there. Yeah, now you're John Hammond. Oh, here we go. So this is stuff that was on Visitor in San Diego on the original one, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's where we are, is there is a Visitor in San Diego. This is a confusing part for me because there's... Oh, yeah. A lot. This is... There's a lot going on here. Oh, this is when they're like, we gave it too much medicine it's a locomotive now interesting yeah i believe the film version of that visitor in san diego moment is a little bit different than what we got right there before yeah we got to go back yeah. and listen to that too islands voice motif
kind of slow ending to that track. But let, let's go back to the film yeah. for a second here because I want to compare. Yeah. It's slower, I think. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, if we go back to that, um, let's see, I don't know where it was, somewhere around here. farther actually yeah this is the definite a little bit quicker yeah so yeah I don't know what the the editing this is a different reason was I, I feel yeah yeah I'm not really sure what what is the reasoning for the difference there but um, it's just interesting to note that whatever ended up yeah. in the film was slightly different maybe a different part from the next track or something like that so um because yeah. you know they either they've way already like, loved cutting different parts of different tracks and putting them in so yeah either way it's like the the music there just fits that moment mm -hmm. perfectly yeah it's an interesting transition but it, it works diego. yeah yeah and then we do have uh a visitor in san diego which is just oh, there such, we go. such okay. a cool track so let's uh get into this yes this part not actually in the movie, right? Not really, no, I don't think. Maybe um, somewhere. Bits and pieces. Maybe somewhere. Yeah, bits and pieces <laughs> but not in of this it are, moment, at least. Yeah, bits and pieces when the Rex is in the neighborhood and Like that little shimmer moment is with the the rippling in the fish tank in yeah. the house. Yeah, I think it was just that intro. Oof. So much, like, chaotic textural stuff. It's just unsettling. That island theme again. Mm-hmm. But so, oh, it's nasty sounded. Yeah, so warped, yeah. Kind of a playful, <laughs> cute version, version yeah. of that island for her. Yeah, it's for the little kid. <laughs> Funny. Building in. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. I love that tempo, you think? Four note motif sort of made into chords right there. That might have been the roar part. 
What's up? I don't know. I feel like that could have been the roar that was used in the film. Like where he roared oh, yeah. in front of the city. Yeah. It was a bit slower. But I love the pace picked up. This is one of my favorite parts of the score. Jurassic Park theme. That bell like, set. What an amazing place and an amazing way to include that theme in a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Just because of the setting that we drove into, seeing that, you know, new Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> I just I love how this this kind of works with how how the end of Jurassic Park works. It's so there's so much movement and pace to it that this this is doing the same thing that that score did at the end of that movie. It's just like it is driving from scene to scene trying to finish out the yeah. movie, get there, you know. Yeah, and here's another, like, upward, on to the next action thing. Changing it up. I love these horns right here. It's too cool. Some, like, marching kind of cymbal sounds. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Sarah talks about how the T-Rex is a locomotive. A lot of this sounds like a imposing mm. sort of train yeah. horn or something like. <laughs> I've always said that this music, this San Diego music, is organized musical chaos. It's <laughs> just all over the place. Like, this is just musical pandemonium, dramatic yeah. monster movie music. <laughs> I don't know how John makes this. <laughs> it's just, like, <laughs> incredible. It's just, I mean, this is great aleatoric writing, which is what, like, I've been saying that this whole time over and over. Yeah. But, like, just meant to feel so chaotic and crazy and random. I love it. Never gonna know we have it if it won't make some kind of sound. <laughs> Casually knocks a Philips 76 ball off its. Tower. One of my favorite parts ever. And the camera work <laughs> in this scene with it, like, kind of almost like mounted on the car and just driving through places. Too cool. I love Ian, Ian just like. Yeah. Never, <laughs> yeah, here we go. I love the beat. Now we're getting going again, yeah. Such a great transition into the into the tribal beat here, jungle themes. 
there anything on the other side of these warehouses? Oh god, there could be. Foundation and the brass is like the pursuit just keeps coming. So a little bit of this. I don't believe is actually in the film. It kind of ends somewhere right around this area, right before the yeah. end. It's just, yeah, uh, just incredible. It's, like it's, this is that's part of the reason why I think the Lost World is so undervalued in in uh, you know, all of John Williams' work. It's just so good, and that's the reason why. It's just like you said, it's chaos. It's pure chaos. And like when I'm listening to it, I just don't even understand how it's created, <laughs> how it's, you know, <laughs> how anybody could say like. Let's throw all of these things together and it'll sound amazing. And it just, it works so well. And it's, it's such a driving force behind that scene in the film. I love it. Um, so I'm glad that didn't get like chopped to, co to complete, you know, pieces there, like some other parts, but that works so well. It's, I mean, the whole thing is just wild jungle adventure and it's just it doesn't it doesn't let up it's as action-packed as music can get and it's like that scene is a wild chase and it's just perfect for it so yeah i think it's uh is it still going in this part of the film yep here we go transition Instantly transitions into the next track. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll take a listen to that now. So I thought that was interesting. It just kind of cuts right into the next thing, which uh, is Ludlow's End. Ludlow's End. Let's hit it. There it is. And now most of this track I don't believe is actually in the movie. Just kind of like, I think just that portion or so. Yeah. But And this would it, sort of be Ludlow skulking around. Yeah, it syncs right up with it um, and works throughout the scene. Again, I want to place this with it because I think it would be really interesting to hear instead of, you know, what we do get uh, later on in that scene, which is actually just yeah. like the main Lost World theme. Yeah, well, and 
for a little bit, it's just silence for a bit. Yeah, for most of it, yeah, it's just silence until until the bite actually comes, you know? <laughs> I think we know what's happening here. In the version of the scene with this movie. This is intense. <laughs> yeah. I I really would like to see how this works. Yeah, I feel like to me it's I mean now, this is interesting that it goes into this. Interesting. interesting like i i it's so fast paced <laughs> it, it's basically an extension like that last portion is basically an extension of san diego in a way like so mm -hmm. i just don't like i'd love to see how it actually syncs up because it to me just listening to it doesn't feel like that works at all like oh yeah no i it's at the very least it's signaling very different emotions than the music edit that is in the film in that scene like and you it know feels way longer Ludlow, too Oh but yeah, maybe absolutely. Not. I don't but know. like, that was like if that, if parts of that were under Ludlow's death, it felt like more frightening and scary. Whereas mm -hmm. the edit that is in the final film with the Lost World theme, it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, we're happy this guy's dying. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let's take a listen real quick just to get that vibe, you know. And to be clear, we are happy this guy's dying. Yeah. Right and it's actually, I believe, if, I, if I'm correct, I think it's just the the alternate version. Yeah. I went back a little bit. Yep. Yeah. So a much different sequence with that kind of, it kind of makes it a little goofier and playful. Um and just, well, I mean, you know, it, there's a bit of excitement and, and pleasure, you know, gratifying pleasure there with the fact that this guy is toast. You oh, know? <laughs> yeah. I feel like the the playful, you know, element that you were saying, like, works with the baby Rex. It's sort of like, mm -hmm. first kill, yay. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a little, little baby, like, cool. You had to but, nudge, like, come on, do your thing, dude. Like, figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so um, great. Like, what a death scene. It is so good. It is so good. Um, but that brings us to 
tranquilizer dart, uh, which again is just oh, another man. brilliant piece here. I don't think the I don't think that that trill in the beginning there. I don't think that's in the in the film, but it kind of cut in right there. Yeah, it's just sort of relief, like musical relief and release here. Like that moment right there has always felt like a big musical deep breath out to me. It's like, oh, okay, we actually, yeah, maybe that is the Rex. Is it? It is. Yeah, yeah. This is when the. That's right. That's right. I'm trying to. The things close. See, now I've got too way too many things cut in in interplayed in my head. (laughs) I don't even know where I am anymore. Where am I? Am I in this movie? No, no. That's I'm in Camp Cretaceous, season four and five. Are we really going to bring this up on a Lost World <laughs> podcast? But I love, I love this. Oh, it's yeah. Give, it's, I feel like fantastic. it's giving me Malcolm's Journey vibes again, right? Like, it's kind of just a tranquil, nice, like, I love this piece. Yeah. This little bit in the strings right there is a little, sort of a variation on the Lost World theme but it just sounds really different because it's in the strings and sort of a different context. Um, yeah, and this this is all part will... of my, my fav- one of my absolute favorite parts of any Jurassic movie, just this ending oh, alone. Oh, absolutely. From, from like this newscast portion onwards, it's just incredible. And the music yeah. is a huge part of that. Oh, and obviously, this... obviously a huge transition here for John Hammond. Yeah. And I love that this Jurassic Park theme is with him. It's with Hammond mm-hmm. is when it starts. And it's, yeah. it's really special. I have chills right now, and I've heard this a million times. <laughs> See, that's where it transitions. This part's definitely not in the film. Not in the movie. The main theme was used instead. Yeah. Interesting. Like, that would be interesting to sync up with the film. To have that be the the dinosaurs living together like yeah that's and it's kind of like as the ending of the movie i don't know you know if it would if it fits exactly the same if you hear that you know uh whatever the flying one is at that point what is that one geo sternberg is it that one or is it something else i don't even know anymore Uh, i mean yes turn it on (laughs) uh whatever you want to call it at that moment screeching like is that does that work does that like somber just i feel like patient ending work it's very peaceful somber is the perfect word yeah it is peaceful that felt like the ending and there's like a narrator's voice for the dpg that says these creatures are dying please help us please don't <laughs> donate money send send money to help us help them that oh. i mean seriously that felt like sort of the end of like a 
and I'm not trying to like knock the music or anything because I think it's great and I think it might actually work. But like the emotions I got from that just now were like this is the end of like a PSA or like a documentary or about these dinosaurs or something. <laughs> I want to hear it again, just because it was like it caught me off guard. Because I was expecting it to go. Because yeah. there is the version that goes into that, um, but but not this yeah. one. John wrapping up. Then we usually get mm -hmm. the. Brum, brum. Four note island motif thing, yeah. which is a little ominous, actually. <laughs> gives a good it, like it sends a good signal of like this is still a mysterious island with dinosaurs on it like it yeah. still sends that signal really well but like other than i don't know it just kind of is weird and different i love i like really love that um that's it's cool yeah it's really that's cool. very cool i i feel like I don't know what kind of vibes I'm getting from it. If it's something that I've heard from the newer movies or something, but something it's calling to me. I don't know what it is. I want to look into that a lot deeper. Cause that was just such a cool ending. And like you said, I want to hear that. Yeah. I want to somehow get rid of the lost world theme in that moment, because while it is, it, it is probably the right choice using the theme. Let's hear it here. Mm -hmm. um, skip ahead a little bit. And if we could, if we could only step aside. Step aside. And trust in and nature. Trust in nature. Life will find a way. It it just it's too good though, you know? It's too perfect. It's it works so well. It goes back to our conversation about do you drop in the themes or do you use other music in these big moments? And I think I, they made the right decision. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I love this movie so much, and I, I think they made the absolute right decision by reusing that theme constantly. Um, yeah. But, man, what a different movie but it could have been, one, you know? Yeah, yeah, that alternate. <laughs> I mean, it's a completely different signal that it's sending. So. Yeah, throughout, you know, um, the entire movie just would have felt so different, like you said, if they just used what was written and not, you know, uh, opted to go this more happy and excited tune, you know, instead of a lot of the probably more somber and, and dark and scary stuff that John used throughout the movie. So yeah. we, we need that extended cut <laughs> with with all of these themes in there, please. It'll never happen. Yeah, but no, it's, man, do I want it's it? It's interesting. <laughs> so this is the portion where we have actually three tracks left on this expanded edition. Um, there is the Jurassic Park theme, which, you know, we all know. Um, I'm not going to play it right now because I'll, I'll save that for the end. You, you can hear that after we talk. And the same thing for uh, Tranquilizer Dart and, and Credits, which... Um, I believe that was that was actually on the original score as the finale and Jurassic Park, right? Yeah. Um, but maybe I should play because I want to play. I want to just listen to it real quick before we play the final thing. Um, mm -hmm. Just my absolute favorite thing. Where is it? 
It's just the, the way this ends. Yeah. So, yeah, that is used previously on on Jurassic Park score, but like, I love that that it's 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 like feels slowed down and more emphasis is just on that, and it feels mm-hmm. so epic. And I I I've always loved how that track ends from the original score uh, finale and and Jurassic Park uh, theme, just oh, so yeah. good. And that is included on the expanded edition as well with Tranquilizer Dark and end credits. Um, just so good. Um, yeah, oh, I mean, it feels just forceful and impactful. And, I, you know, something we talked about a little bit that affects this entire score is that John Williams conducted the whole thing. He didn't conduct mm. all of Jurassic Park. And I think there are moments in this score where it's like, okay, yeah, like, John really connected with the orchestra here and like, it's really impactful and powerful and is great. So, yeah. So like I said, we, we have that Jurassic park theme. It's just basically a kind of faster version. It's a pretty fast. Um, and then, <laughs> and then we have that tranquilizer dart and the end credits, which basically kind of mixes the two. And, uh, but the last thing I wanted to play here together is the lost world alternate version just because I yes. I love it so much and I feel like we got to we got to end it on this this theme that has, you know, rung throughout the entire film, but again, we didn't really get to listen to it too much other than putting on the movie here and there. So, uh it's just yeah. it's so good and the way that it starts is is different than the original version. So, I, I just love it so much. And when I when I first like listened to the score, the new version of it, I was like whoa this is awesome like this is so cool because even if it is used in that um that moment where ludlow gets attacked it's it's so it's underneath everything and it kind of just sounds the same but hearing it here in all of its glory it's just it's too cool so uh let's go ahead and hit play on that one iconic so good Oh. It's fantastic. It's like it's riffing on what is already great about the music as an intro, and it's man. Yeah, I don't. It feels don't so much, untamed and wild. <laughs> I don't think much of the rest of the song is any different, but like it is, it's just that intro, the way that it it adds like some like doubled notes up there to and then just adds in yeah, just the the riffing before the main theme actually kicks in is so incredible to hear and I, like i said like it doesn't have to be much of a change but if there's a little change it's so interesting to me and just like absolutely like after hearing the the main score for uh however long it was 25 years or whatever how whenever it came out like it's just incredible to get something a little bit different and that's why i, I really appreciate these uh la la land records scores so so much they're so good. Absolutely, it's like a it's like a time capsule to 
brilliant composer and great movies and great music. It's it's incredible to have. get so giddy just listening to it i know we've listened to it several times and it's just you know like you, you were <laughs> yeah, getting chills before like i'm getting chills again now it's just so act good. like i haven't heard this a million times in my life <laughs> but it's fantastic it's pure dinosaur adventure music well that's why i love doing these segments really is just because we both have enthusiasm so much enthusiasm for these films and then add on the music aspect of it, you know, on top of that. And it's just so awesome to, to at least get to talk about them and just kind of like even just sitting here. Maybe maybe if you're listening on your headphones at home or, or wherever you are, like in your car or wherever, maybe you're not getting all the nuance of the score that maybe I'm hearing right here while listening to it or, or whatever. But take some time, I think, to go and listen to these scores on your own again and just like pick out all of those different pieces that that I'm like hearing cuz I'll be listening like I'll be listening to this score right now and I'm like whoa I just heard something I've almost never heard before and it's just a woodblock in the background or something <laughs> and I just I get so much enthusiasm from that so I know like maybe the you know, you're not getting the the splendid quality that you'd get from your CD or however you're listening to it, but go back and listen to it even after we just analyze this entire thing and get your own take on how it feels to listen to it, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. And the next time you watch the film, you'll have sort of a different ear for what's going on musically while you're watching the film. So, yeah. That is, uh, yeah, that's the point, I think, of, of doing these is just to kind of take it in differently and experience the film in a way that, you know, you haven't been able to experience it in 20 plus years. You know, you you saw the movie for the first time in 1997, maybe, or after, and you haven't been able to relive that moment. You haven't been able to recapture it. But I think when you do something like this and you like really focus on something different and you've paid attention to the movie so many times, but pay attention to the music or pay attention to the sound effects or something else. Watch the movie in a different way, and it it's really, I think, just revealing how brilliant these movies actually are. And like I said, I think this movie, this uh, score is so undervalued and underrated um, in John Williams' catalog, and I just don't understand why. I guess, I guess because <laughs> because there are so many iconic pieces, you know, Superman and Star Wars and... Harry Potter and, and Jurassic Park and Jaws and like you could go on but like E.T. and it just as a sequel I guess sequels are always kind of looked down upon but this score it sh should never be looked down upon it's just brilliant and uh, just one of my favorites it's I think it's just probably the best score there is even though there's a lot of repeatability in there um, and chopped up stuff here and there but I think the standout pieces are just some of the absolute best and, and my absolute favorite. Oh, absolutely. Um, this score is an incredible feat of music composition, just like I said about the Jurassic Park score, but like this is an entirely different animal and an entirely different thing, and it's fantastic. Um, it should be 
praised and put on a pedestal more as far as John Williams goes, as far as film scores go. There's just so many um, unique emotions going on, um, but portrayed through instrument groups and instrument techniques that you would not expect. And so, I mean, like you were saying, you can watch, watch the film and sort of uh, be able to discern what the music is trying to tell you and maybe uh it, you'll notice the music more next time you watch the movie but um yeah this is just it's one of my all-time favorite film scores um it's influenced me as a musician a lot as far as styles that i love and you know seeing things that work with a film like the lost world like what what kind of music would work with a crazy dinosaur adventure movie that's both on an island and in a city and you know it has great characters and like just john williams just produced the absolute best like score outcome you could ever ask for with that like so much drama and mystery and intrigue and absolute terror and suspense and but it's all done in you know, a way that feels different to the orchestral land of Jurassic Park. It still has the orchestral Jurassic Park stuff, but then it also has the the jungle safari dinosaur expedition stuff more than Jurassic Park does. And I think that just makes it so awesome and so much fun to listen to. So, And he, he could have played it safe. He didn't have to do any of that that we just heard. He didn't have to do oh, any yeah. of that. Yeah. He could have just like repeated himself which you know is he the went case all out with the most sequels you know <laughs> but like he went all out and did something bold and original and unexpected and you know like you're saying about learning you know how to use certain things for uh, different kind of uh, mediums and experiences and films like it's it's awesome that john williams went out maybe outside of his comfort zone and did something a little bit different and unexpected i think that's just really cool and i think uh, there's a legacy from that and uh, interestingly enough, and you know, we're not going to dive really deep into any of this, but like the fact that Michael Giacchino went on to make the Lost World video game is really cool. Like that's just like a, mm -hmm. a fun little tag onto this. Like now, the Lost Absolutely. World video game doesn't really it doesn't really equate to anything we just really heard, <laughs> but you know, it's yeah. just a fun little fact that like that's where he got his start is doing the video game for this movie, <laughs> and he uh, put a little bit of the lost world theme in the Jurassic world score. So, yeah. And which I, I have that synced up here because this is just one of the most wild things ever. I like, mean, that is just, there is, I mean, I don't know if there's a debate out there about this, but like, <laughs> There's there's no denying what that is. Like oh, that is no, the Lost yeah, yeah. World theme. <laughs> I I know. I actually so. like I I just want to ask him one day. I just want to be able to ask him. I that's the only thing why? I ever want to ask him is why because <laughs> yeah. I've been asking I this agree. question since 2015. Um why? And you know, I asked Mike Matasino when I when I talked to him. I was like, "Why do you think he used it?" And you know, he went into the like, "Well, you know, maybe it's because he's paying tribute to where he came from." And but like, I get that. But like, he also did use his music from the game. Like, he actually did yeah. reuse some of the Raptor stuff. Um, but to use that actual Lost World theme in that moment—that that's like mind blowing. When I heard that, 
I was like, whoa, like that's I my excitement level in the theater for that like already incredible scene, which I love so much, just went through the roof when you bring in the Lost World theme and then play oh, it yeah, like absolutely. just slightly different and oh man, so energetic. It's it was just a brilliant move by Giacchino and uh I don't know. He he, he should have done it more. He should have went there more. <laughs> <laughs> he I mean this is a whole other conversation, but like the way he uses his video game music in some of the Jurassic World scores is, oh, it's so is pretty good. fantastic. It's so cool. Um, but like that that instance of him using the Lost World theme just feels like you know, it's heroic, it's Jurassic, it's a raptor, and I mean, yeah, it's uh, sort of a tie to where he came from. So yeah, yeah, and I know you had pinpointed um a track that he has on his um most recent work right for uh society of the snow and mm-hmm. uh i i had listened to that too before i think uh thanks to yaroslav sent me the cue because i haven't actually seen the movie yet I, i'm very interested in seeing the movie but uh um, yeah but he sent me the say, cue Yaro- yaroslav sent me also is the one that oh, sent okay me, so. <laughs> so shout out to him shout out to him <laughs> because like otherwise we wouldn't really be talking about it i guess but like he sent it to me i'm like oh wow it does have like vibes of that and i'm like was he channeling something there it's it's really cool to hear that you know the legacy kind of lives on and and maybe it's not direct reference or anything like that but it just feels like it's part of that same kind of universe you know yeah uh jay bayona and oh yeah Giacchino, they make they make good stuff they make yeah jay bayona yeah i i know when the conversation comes up about new movies i'm like hey let's bring him back i uh I want both of them I'm, back. Actually. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. I don't know about everybody else, but I'm down. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that was that was really cool. Like, listen to this. This sounds like yeah. Like, Yaro sent me this, and I was like, oh yeah, this is it. this is the Lost World a little bit. But it also has a Lost vibe to me. Like it. Speaking of just it does, lo- like yeah. just singling out the Lost part of the title, <laughs> it works yeah. either way. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where he came from, you know, in in the television. So. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought that was that was a brilliant addition there. So thanks for pointing that out as well. Um, and was there yeah. there was another track I think you had sent over? What was that? Um, there's one more. Um, that there's a portion that. Reminds me of The Lost World. It's Equus by Eric Whitaker. Yeah, this is how it starts. That's how yeah, it starts. Yeah, there's... Uh, it's a nine-minute the... nine track, Ooh, so ah. buckle up, everybody. <laughs> no, the do you know which portion? And screaming. Do you know which portion of the track it was? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking that up for you. Um, let me see. This is fun music, though. Um, I like it, yeah. I sent this to you. I'm trying to find... Oh, okay. So, from around six minutes in to the end. All right, let's skip ahead, then. Here is six minutes.
This is uh, Equus by Eric Whitaker. It's just a piece of concert music, in case anyone's wondering. Well, I love sometimes we get so consumed with, like, film music and, you know, there are other pieces outside of that, too. Oops. <laughs> just oh, yeah. blasted it for everything. world part. I love it. I can definitely get the vibe there. I can feel that too. Yeah. Yeah, that's too cool. There it is. I like that. Yeah, definitely right there at the ending too. I was like, I, oh man, if I felt like I was like running around San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, the last piece that I thought was fun was uh, maybe you could talk about that John Williams building, the music building that they just, uh, you know, uh, announced, I guess, or in, inducted or whatever. Um, and the fact that they have that yeah. uh, that poster outside, I was like, oh, that's too cool. Like at least the poster is getting recognized, you know, outside oh, yeah. of a John Williams music building where scores are scored and uh, every, it's like, you know, at least there's some recognition. I felt very hopeful uh, when I saw that, that poster right there. <laughs> oh yeah. 100%. Um, so what happened was um, on the Sony lot in uh, Los Angeles, but specifically Culver city, California, um, this, uh, stage there where a lot of film scores are recorded is where John Williams has recorded a lot of his film scores, um, including E.T., some of the newer Star Wars films, and The Lost World Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, and so it is now the John Williams Music Building on the Sony Pictures lot. Um, and the picture of uh, the picture on like the article is John Williams with Steven Spielberg, but in the background is the Lost World poster. So it's yeah. I... I love that that was prominently included on this whole thing. So, yeah. yeah. 
That's too cool, man. I'm so I'm so happy that at least there's some recognition because it's so good. And uh, oh, absolutely, and yeah. So any any final uh, you know thoughts here before we get out of here? Uh, I mean, this score has just uh, been impactful and special for me my entire life, um, just as a Jurassic person, but also as a musician. And um, it's just such an incredible accomplishment in the world of music composition and in film scoring. And it just there, you will be very challenged to find another score that is so full of adventure and excitement and intrigue and uh, also terror and suspense. And, you know, it's accompanying a dinosaur film. So it's just like, <laughs> it's just an incredibly unique, uh, awesome, awesome thing. And I love it so much. And I love getting to talk about it. So, yeah. Awesome. So what's next? What do we do? Do we go JP3? Do we skip around? <laughs> do we, you know, where do we go from here? Because we just... Did so many episodes. We did, you know, this whole, you know, reaction to the Lost World. We just, you know, wrapped up Jurassic Park a little while back, and we also did, yeah, all of uh, Dominion, right? I think we did all we of did Dominion, Dominion, right? Yeah. So we got a few films left. <laughs> so where we're, should we go next? We, hey, we're we're halfway <laughs> through though. We're three films. In. <laughs> we're but like, there's another film coming. So like, we're getting behind. Oh no, we're not going to be halfway through. Oh. <laughs> Oh, we're getting so behind already. I yeah. Yeah, we're so and behind. Um, I, my, I do look I, forward I mean, to whenever we can talk about whatever that is, and if Jacino returns or whoever. Like, I'm I'm excited to talk about that whenever that happens. But oh yeah, we got yeah. We got to talk about all that about composer choices and when recording sessions start happening and yeah, all that good stuff. Um, I I mean, I mean we we can make a decision after this, but like Don <laughs> Davis JP three sounds fun. So. It does sound fun. I'm down for that. So, yeah. But we need an expanded edition. We still don't have that yet. We'll just have to do the original That's score. True. So, yeah. But, you know, who knows? Maybe there isn't much else. I don't know. It's not a very long film. So, True. That film was a little messy. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let us know if you if you want to hear us talk about something in between or or just jump right into JV3, let us know, and uh, we'll try to tackle as much as we can. These are very labor, you know, inducing, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we've got to research so many things. I, I explained it to my wife as if, like, I have to kind of cram for an exam in a way like to because <laughs> yes, especially yes. with a score like this there are so many tracks and then re-releases of expanded and original and just like so many things to really hone in on and then on top of that all of those edits and things it is really like cramming so uh yeah. at least we're, we're kind of done with the expanded expanded official releases uh i'll say but yeah. uh at least uh you know we do have a lot more films left, so I'm excited to eventually tackle those. So we'll get to them when we yeah. uh, when we get to them. So thank you, Caleb. I've had a great time doing this, and we'll do it again soon. Yeah, man. I've had a great time too, so thank you.
life will not be contained. Life breaks free, it expands to new territories, and it crashes through barriers painfully, maybe even dangerously, but, uh, well, there it is. There it is. I'm, I'm simply saying that life, uh, finds a way. That'll do it for another episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. As always, we appreciate each and every one of you for joining on this uh, incredible ride of looking at John Williams' score. You know, uh, it's always so, so much fun to dive into these scores and to get back to, you know, the real true nostalgia of sitting down back in 1997 and listening to this score, opening up that incredible you know, disc packet that had the diorama and, you know, in my case, putting that score on and playing with the toys and creating my own stories and just listening to the beauty of that music and the fact that it still holds up today and we can sit here and talk about how incredible it really is and how, you know, it's it's something that John Williams never really did before and never, maybe since, it's it's truly special, I think. And I just, I really always love listening to these, uh, or not listening to these, but uh, listening to the score and then putting together these episodes. Um, it's so much fun. So I really, really hope you dig them. And I, I just appreciate each and every person for sticking out for uh, hours and hours of content here about music. So I appreciate each and every one of you. And as always, a huge thank you to Caleb for joining me uh, through this series once again. It's a lot of hours to devote to talking about the scores alone so uh, i can't tell you enough caleb thank you so much for uh doing this and we got more scores to discuss so you're all gonna have to stay tuned uh to hear more from myself and caleb whenever we uh can get back together and talk about some of the other stuff you know we've got jp3 still to discuss we've got jurassic world fallen kingdom uh, we've got maybe, you know, some Camp Cretaceous stuff, even some Chaos Theory down the road. Uh, video game music. There is still so much more to discuss. We've barely scratched the surface. So stay tuned for more Dino Score, the music of the Jurassic Park franchise in the future. And uh, I can't wait. But uh, thank you, as always, to our host, Podomatic, for uh, allowing us to upload to the feed and to being a great host. It really means a lot that you're out there for us. And if anybody needs a podcast host, check out Podomatic. As always, please stay safe out there. Be kind. Let's continue to fight for representation, change, and equality in the Jurassic franchise. But more importantly, outside of it, in the real world, in our real lives, let's continue to fight to make this world a better place. I'm going to go ahead and hand things off to myself for the outro. Take it away. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Continue the conversation with us on threads and Instagram. Watch our content on TikTok and YouTube. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com. You'll find today's episode show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, our website, and wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to follow along and share with your friends, family, and fellow Jurassic fans. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We will read your Apple reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss our Wednesday night live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage on our YouTube channel. If you want to get a hold of us or participate in the Jurassic Mailbag, you can fill out the contact form on our website, 
or send emails and mp3s to jurassicparkpod at gmail.com feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message or just to say hi that number is 732-825-7763 thank you so much for listening and as always enjoy enjoy